Hi guys, and welcome back to my Housewives 411 podcast. My name is Lindsay, and today we are doing our 15 minute or less update on the Real Housewives and headlines for today, Wednesday, October of 2023. We recently got a statement from Shannon Bedore after she was arrested about a month ago for a DUI and a hit and skip in Orange County, California. Now this statement comes at perfect timing as Radar Line recently ran an article letting fans know that it had been almost a month since Shannon's DUI and her hit and skip and the case was still sitting on the prosecutor's desk for review. So uh, we're going to discuss that. I'm also, if you guys don't know me, um, I am a provider certified through the Board of Mental Health and Addiction Services. And so I know a little bit of what it would look like for a person like Shannon who has found themselves in a position where their lives have become unmanageable excuse me, unmanageable due to alcohol or drugs. This is not an oncoming thing for people um, who have an incident like this where they have a DUI. And we're going to get into that, what uh, therapy would look like for Shannon, what the difference in therapy for somebody like Shannon might look like versus if um, an average person went in and and was just looking for um, some services. So we're going to break that down. (laughs) Should be great fun. And then I also want to talk a little bit about um we're also seeing a lot on the real housewives of new jersey guys the headlines just continue to keep coming um there was a photo that was posted by melissa's old nose on twitter if you guys don't know it was joe gorga and his friend nick b who was also the alleged assailant slash perpetrator in the suv Uh, saga with his wife Melissa Gorga and in the photo also was Nick's best friend whose name is Tom and why is Tom important well Tom was Melissa's PR up until about I don't know guys sources are claiming like a week or two ago she let him go now why is this significant well this is the same PR person who allegedly had disclosed to Margaret about uh Melissa and this man and we're gonna get into that as well um, but again guys we're gonna keep this as an update 15 minutes or less so before we get started make sure you guys hit that like button subscribe to my channel check out my new YouTube channel Housewives 411 if you guys don't know I have been demonetized Margaret Joseph's is allegedly you know she's DMing me if you guys don't know about that you can check that out in reality blurb so Everything you hear in this podcast, of course, is alleged, but it's actually the complete opposite and for your entertainment purposes only. Let's get into it. So Shannon Bedore, let's backtrack a little bit. Let's talk about what this situation really is from the outside looking in. We have Shannon Bedore, Real Housewives of Orange County. We know that she, you know, we've heard years and years and years and years. We've heard lots of skeptics and people and friends and old housewives talk about Shannon and her boyfriend, John's drinking. Is it out of control? Is it not out of control? We've heard them discuss the fact that Shannon sometimes will call people in the middle of the night and she will be discussing her relationship with John and her frustrations and then she won't remember the phone call the next day guys we've heard this on the reunion we've heard this as part of the show and so we never really get more on the situation than that except that you know Shannon and John maybe they like to drink maybe they like to stay up late and we just don't really know uh, what exactly the situation is there so this is giving us definitely some insight into the situation and what's going on now um, about a month ago it was about one o'clock in the morning and Shannon allegedly was out driving I don't know we don't know if they had a fight we don't know what happened but something prompted Shannon to leave his house in the middle of the night with her dog 
and to be so upset that she's driving so distraughtly that she hits and, and, and hits a wall and hits a house and she keeps driving and it almost looks like she parks in the middle of the road but she she does park we've gotten video video footage of her parking since though guys and, and really what it looks to be like is the person who owned the home his girlfriend she was home at the time she actually made the phone call to 911 so she confirmed to me that it was about like 1:10 a.m in the morning Shannon makes a turn, hits the home, the curb, whatever you want to call it, and she keeps going. But but for whatever reason, there happened to be what sounds like some young kids in the background who were out skateboarding and happened to see this happen. And they were either filming or hurry up and started filming. And so they film her hitting the house and then they are following her with a camera. And it probably clicked to her like, oh, I like got to think right now because you know, obviously she probably thought that she was going to hit it, keep driving, get home and then handle the situation. That is not an uncommon thing when these incidences happen. Okay, guys, I know of two specific inc inc incidences within um, the, an institution where I was at two different ladies that hit and killed someone drinking and driving and left the scene. So it, it happens. Okay, so she hits something, she keeps driving, they're filming her. She realizes that somebody's filming her, so she immediately, that's why it almost looks like she parks in the middle of the road. She gets out and starts to walk Archie. It looks like the police arrive shortly after. As soon as they go up and talk to her, they realize that they are, they use the word inebriated in, um, I think TMZ used inebriated, not me, they did. Um, anyways, so she was taken and cited. This is an important word. She was cited uh, with a DUI and a hit and skip. Now we did not <laughs> get a blood alcohol level on her, which is a little strange. We did not get, now unless if she went to the hospital, we still haven't really confirmed because there was, there was some skeptics that she could have possibly hurt her arm and that she may have had to, um, that's not uncommon either. A lot of people, when they get in trouble with the law, there's an incident like that, they feel like taking going to the hospital or or somehow victimizing themselves if they're hurt you know they're going to be treated differently and that's not necessarily the case either but uh yeah so she then has not really we haven't heard anything about it except for radar online came out with an article about a month ago and i tried to look up to see if she was given a court date on the citations and i can't find anything anywhere with a court date um again radar online alleging that this case is just sitting on the prosecutor's desk now this would probably make sense because of the fact that we just got a statement from shannon today she said she is not making statements she's not in the position to do so obviously and she's working on getting healthy AKA rehab, okay? Everyone thinks that rehab is inpatient rehab. Well, there is such a thing called intensive outpatient rehab, typically known as IOP. This is usually where somebody with a problem or someone who feels like their life has become unmanageable because of drugs or alcohol would start their uh, therapy journey in a situation like Shannon. So typically her your attorney or her attorney has probably given her the advice to go to rehab but not necessarily go to rehab. So what happens is she would call up a facility and she would go get what's called like a full assessment. They, she would go in, they would obviously um, do a drug test. They would do, depending on who the provider is, they would do an extensive, um, basically an assessment on her and assess whether they feel that she has a drinking problem or not. And if they feel like she has any 
issues, then they will assign her a specific amount of intensive outpatient therapy sessions that she must take part in. And these sessions typically run three to four days a week, anywhere from eight to 12 in the morning, four to five hours a day. It just really depends on the person in the program and how intense it is. This is a group therapy. So this is not going to be a one-on-one -on -one session. This is going to be a group therapy setting. I'm sure in California, out in Orange County, it's beautiful. They have access to so much money. These are not going to be government rehabs. You know, I'm used to dealing with people that are, you know, coming out of prison and, and, and getting on their feet and they don't even have enough money for next month's rent, let alone a rehab stay. So, you know, she's out close to Malibu, Laguna Beach. Like these are where some of the most beautiful, do you guys remember Passions Rehab? <laughs> we know what happened to that guy. Anyways, guys, uh, she would be in an intensive outpatient setting three to four days a week where she would have group therapy. And then part of her program would, of course, be probably uh, weekly drug testing. She would have to meet with a weekly counselor one-on-one. -on -one. Any missed sessions or, or um, anything like that would obviously be marked. And then what happens is she does this intensive outpatient program. She does it flawlessly for the next couple of months. And so that way, when she goes in front of the judge, they will either amend the charge or they will cop a plea deal. They amend the charge, they'll lower it or dismiss it altogether. Um, I don't know if I necessarily see that happening with a DUI and a hit and skip, but here's the thing. If she has her restitution paid, which means most importantly, the courts, you know, they want to make sure if there's a victim in a crime, it's very important that, that victim is um, reimbursed. And so that's what restitution is. Shannon hit their house and whether her, her, she owes, the insurance owes, the house insurance, somebody owes, and it's going to fall back on her to pay that restitution. Now paying the restitution, paying the victim in full, definitely again, going to give her another check mark. Okay. This woman, at least, you know, that way they can port her if they do happen. I'm sure that Shannon would be devastated if she was convicted of a DUI. They're probably going to give her a reckless op or drop it to a hit and skip altogether. Um, we never know. I mean, I don't know. Like her family has a lot of ties in Orange County. We know her dad's been, you know, there his whole life. And this is, again, a lot of the lifestyle in Orange County and maybe the prosecutor. I mean, Gina got a DUI out there, you know, so it's not uncommon for people to drink and drive. It's a lifestyle out there. And I'm just wondering if they're going to give her a slap on the wrist. And if so, that is crazy. But Let's just hope, you know, she is getting well and she's taking her inpatient, I'm sorry, her outpatient therapy very serious. So again, this sort of intensive outpatient is like your your step before actual physical rehab. Now, if she went in there and told them that she was an alcoholic and she drank every day or um, drank enough that she might have the shakes if she doesn't have alcohol, within a certain amount of time. And this is kind of unbelievable to people that aren't drugs or alcoholics, but you literally, there's a very, very, very severe detox from alcohol. It's very dangerous. It's one of the worst detoxes, alcohol and any benzodiazepine are both very, very dangerous detoxes and should only be done under the you know care of a medical doctor. Uh, Bronwyn Burke actually talked about this um, when she got sober on the Real Housewives of Orange County and how like the first four days or seven days, 14 days, something she was like, um, shaking and vomiting, I think, in her closet. Like, it's, it's very severe. So if that was the case, it's possible they would have put her in a um, facility to detox, or she probably detoxed at home through, like, the care of her own people. She 
undoubtedly probably did not tell the rehab. They probably, her attorney probably prompted her for that and said, look, you know, go in there, tell them you drink a couple of times a week, tell them that you guys are just fighting, you're under a high stress situation, yada, yada, yada. We're going to detox you at home under the care, da, 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 and this is our plan, la, la, la. So, uh, Shayna has a lot of money. She should have no issues um, taking care of all of this and hopefully, you know, finding some recovery. Now, to the Real Housewives of New Jersey, and making this in 15 minutes or less is difficult, but Margaret Joseph is still making the headlines along with PR Tom and Melissa and Nick, and basically everyone involved in the Real Housewives of New Jersey as far as it pertains to the SUV rumor. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go check out my last video. Um, it's labeled R-H-O-N-J Storytime. It's going to give you guys an explanation for a lot of people that were named and discussed and you heard them in the blogs and even in people's confessionals throughout last season, but you never saw them. You never really got a visual of them, and we never met them officially through the show. So I felt like it was important to kind of touch base on who's who. Um, in the Real Housewives of New Jersey world and behind the scenes because we had a couple of people, again, Laura Lee Jensen, who was Margaret's best friend from childhood. She was the one who originally came out and, and spoke up and said, Melissa's own PR person, Tom, actually told Margaret. I mean, conveniently, he's also Margaret's representative. But regardless, he's the one that told her about Melissa and, and this, uh, I called him Poppy Chulo in my last video, Nate, Nick, whatever you want to call him, just trying to be respectful because he is, you know, a newly married man, I think. And he's in the entertainment industry. But Allegedly, you know, there was some, I say a hanky-panky, that's as nice as I can make it. <laughs> but put two and two together, whatever. So anyways, it, it, this is making headlines because of the fact that most recently, Tom was fired, sources are claiming, from Melissa's PR team. Now, he has not. He was not at the Envy event. He was not at um, the comedy show. He has not been at Melissa's last three to four different events, and sources are confirming that he has been let go. Why is this, a, 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 this you know, making, landing in the blogs? It's landing in the blogs because it's the fact that Laura Lee Jensen, who was Margaret's best friend, names Tom as the gentleman who, again, told Margaret about Melissa and Nick. Um, if you go, I Melissa's old nose on Twitter, yes, Melissa's old nose on Twitter recently, I think today, posted a photo actually of, um, it's Nick, Joe, Nick, Joe Gorga, and um, Tom, the PR man, okay? Tom and Nick are young guys. They like are like in their early, early 30s, okay? Early 30s. So, their loyalty is to one another, right? And they ran in the circle of uh, Melissa and Joe for a long time. So that's why it's even more, I think, significant about the rumors of who Melissa was allegedly hooking up with. Because the man was smiling in Joe's face. He was um, an Envy model every year in the Envy fashion show. He's been in the circle a lot. He's in the entertainment industry. He was featured on the show at like a... Um, some kind of charity. So if it were true, Joe Gorga's like whole ego and heart would just be like dead on the floor to know that these two younger men, one of them, you know, young and hot, uh, to think that they were, you know, lying to him would be crushing to his ego. Um, also, I wanted to let you guys know that I, in other news, I am restricted on Instagram and I'm sure it's probably because of my last couple of, um, well, really between my last restriction 
um, a couple of days ago. And this restriction, the only content I put out was about Jessel's wedding and about um, Margaret and the DMs that she sent me um, calling me a criminal and telling me she was putting a warrant out for my arrest. So I'm not quite sure what has um, prompted my restriction, but I can't comment. So I decided I would come make some different content for you guys. And so you guys should check out my Real Housewives of Jersey story time and that's all I have for you guys today for Wednesday in your um, housewives update 15 minutes or less if you guys have any questions or comments you guys can always email me at housewifehistorian2022 at gmail.com I hope you guys have an amazing Wednesday Bye.